pale and well met. Welcome to another episode of Self-Evident. I am Melissa, and these past few months have been really exciting for Self-Evident, as we have been privileged to be Friday radio guests on WPO's The Good Word program. Paul Scott, The Good Word's host, is a Christian thinker who dissects topics in our culture with the goal to find the root problem and find the biblical solution. This episode of Self-Evident features our last segment on The Good Word, where Kenna and Jenna and Paul dig into the real risks and side effects of O-Pill, the new over-the-counter birth control pill. We hope you enjoy. It's Friday, and we're going to have our regular Friday visit with the ladies of the Self-Evident Podcast. We have Kenna Rose and Jenna Smith with us again today. It's nice. lady. Good morning, ladies. Welcome back. Um, after a week off, I hope the wedding last week was um, a wonderful time. It was. It was. All right. All right. Well, <laughs> and, and they got married. Now we're back this week. I, I can't remember if it was at the beginning of this week or at the end of last week. When there was a big announcement in the media, and it kind of it was a it was a big story in some circles, that the United States Food and Drug Administration um, has approved a a hormonal birth control pill for over the counter sales. Uh, these these hormonal birth control for women was developed in the '60s, and it's been around a long, long time. Um, and it's always been available only through a doctor's prescription. However, uh, to, and, and throughout the years, um, you ladies may not be old enough to remember all of it, but there have been then various campaigns and crusades to find easier ways to get this into the hands of women. There, there were movements to get, um, (laughs) to require, uh, (laughs) Looks like the dog wants to say good morning. Um, <laughs> the uh, um, crusades to get in, to require health insurance companies to pay for it, uh, to require employers to have it covered within their health insurance plans for their employees. There have been cases about that that involved Hobby Lobby, um, and just recently, it was approved uh, for over-the-counter sales. Now that doesn't mean that it is available, you know, today. It's not. These things take a, a little bit of while, uh, a little bit of time for them to come up with all of the final rules and the, the label warnings and things like that. But today we know far more about this than we did in the 60s, particularly as it relates to side effects and long-term side effects. And I just, I wonder how this, you know, resonates with other people, especially uh, young people your age, I know I began to develop some of my thoughts about all of this when I was your age in college, and I wanted to see uh, what it is that you think about it. So take it away. Yeah, so as Christians, first and foremost, um, I would say that hormonal birth, birth control, um, well, it ignores and perverses God's parameters for um, sex. It takes away, like, sex from marriage and then it takes reproduction away from sex so you can just have have it whenever you want without any potential repercussions and we think that we can destroy god's arrangement and get away with it without any consequences just like well just like adam and eve in the garden Mm -hmm. Uh, but actions 
always do have consequences. And uh, the new hormonal birth control pill, Opal, it may seem like a loophole because, you know, it's over the counter now. You don't really have to get a doctor's prescription. Um, live action, uh, they noted in an article announcing this um, that Opal poses some serious health risks for women. So not only is it a potential abortifacient, it also can include um, higher risks for breast cancer and liver disease in women. And also side effects could include ovarian cysts, abnormal bleeding, and depression, which honestly has been a significant problem in recent years among younger women. I know Kenna has um, done some more research in that department, and we've we've seen it in friend circles as well. Mm -hmm. It's um, so true. And not only are, and they've not been, they've been promoting birth control for women, um, even with, uh, even with it having to have prescriptions. It's mm -hmm. everyone has been saying like, oh, it's super hard to get birth control and um, you have to get a prescription for it. So that makes it, you know, even worse. And that's why this is such a huge win for the reproductive rights movement. Um, but Kenna, you were telling me earlier before we got on that actually that's not really the case because, well, one of your friends was prescribed birth control for not the reasons it was invented. Mm -hmm. No, they'll prescribe it for cramps. They'll prescribe it for acne. I Because it messes with your home, hormones, if you have something going on hormone related for women, they'll prescribe it. It's unfortunate. Yeah. It, I remember, yeah, go yeah, ahead. No, I'm not a doctor, um, but I would imagine that if, if there have to be better ways, perhaps, to treat whatever uh, other hormonal imbalances than by totally interrupting the system that God created and designed. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't know. And maybe, it, maybe we don't need to look at <laughs> traditional medicine. Uh, to do that. Um, I know, you know, coming up next week, we're going to have a naturopath on the program. And, um, and I can guarantee you that Dr. Ray would say, no, there are better ways to deal with these things than through hormonal, mm -hmm. hormonal birth control. Maybe I'll ask her about that. I don't know. We'll see. But uh, go ahead, yeah, Jenna. I, I think you had some more things. Well, speaking of the different side effects and like the, well, there's natural ways to um, combat, well, acne and, mm -hmm. and cramps and things like that. But uh, Sarah Hill, who's a researcher, um, she wrote her findings about birth control in a book. She had, um, she had noticed when she was on birth control, um, her quality of life seemed very, very low. She didn't really have a very, a very much vigor for life. Mm -hmm. And then when she was off it for a little time, she all of a sudden found new interest in her children, new interest in her work. And so she wanted to study this. And so she wrote this uh, a book called This Is Your Brain on Birth Control. And she discovered that the women go on birth control for a small handful of targeted effects, like, you know, well, pregnancy prevention. And, and as Kenna mentioned, clearer skin. Um, hormones can't work that way because they impact the activities of billions of cells in the body at once. And many of those are in the brain. And so they play a role in influencing like attraction and motivation, stress, hunger, eating patterns. It just, the list goes on and on and on. It just completely alters your quality of life. Mm -hmm. I have um, done a little bit of reading on this myself. And one of the things that um, I've read, and I can't, 
I can't really speak from experience on this, is that women on hormonal birth control will often find themselves attracted to men who are less masculine. Yeah, we found that too in our research and we learned that it can actually cause relationship problems because when women are then off the pill, they start like everything starts regulating and working the way it was supposed to. And they realize that they're married to some guy who's not as masculine as they would normally want off the pill. And it can cause relationship problems. Yeah. yeah. It kind of reminds me of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. There's like two completely different personalities here. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And well, I think it go ahead. does create those two different personality things, but it's not, like, like it's almost a more subtle shift to where you don't really recognize it until, yeah. I mean, I can't speak from experience having never actually taken any of it, but to where it's more of a subtle, subtle shift. All right, uh, ladies, we need to, I need to take a break and I want to continue this discussion. And the, the thing that I would like to explore when we come back is why is, why do you think there is such an obsession with making this available universally almost um i and i, I want to go there after the break um see what your thoughts are i know i have my thoughts but i'm twice your age and so i want to know <laughs> what uh what other you know people have to think who are younger and perhaps a little more hip uh, with what's going on <music> 23 minutes after on the good word. Our verse of the week comes to us from John 15, 5, where Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you'll bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Uh, that's John 15, 5, our verse of the week. Our verses this month are verses about Jesus, What's the, what the Bible says about him and what Jesus himself uh, said about himself that we can read about in the scriptures. It is 23 after. We have uh, about seven minutes left with Kenna Rose and Jenna Smith of the Self-Evident Podcast. And we're talking about hormonal birth control this morning. <clears throat> just about a week ago, the FDA, if you're just joining us, uh, gave a thumbs up to sell a form of hormonal birth control for women over the counter. So coming soon, you'll be able to pick it up at Walgreens uh, without a doctor's prescription. And for the last 50 years, no, 60 years that this has been available, it has been only available through a doctor's prescription. And since then, we've learned that women who are on this hormonal birth control, their personality changes. They um, have, and, and sometimes including depression, um, okay. they have an increased risk of up to 40, 38% higher risk of breast cancer other issues that are associated with it. And yet, ladies, it feels like there is, they want everybody on it. I don't get this. Why, help, help me understand, or why do you think um, there are people in this country who want every woman to be on hormonal birth control? Well, go ahead, Kenna. No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> if you can't decide, I will. <laughs> Jenna, go ahead. Well, I was reading um, a Daily Wire article about this, and they quoted um, some of the Democrat women in the U.S. House. 
um, and they put out a statement saying this is a critical issue for reproductive health rights and justice. We ask for your ongoing commitment to advance public health and follow the science and data in all decisions, including the timely review of the oral contraception applications. And to me, that was just really, I don't know, mind boggling to read because what what is there so um, scientific and um, forward about, well, lowering a woman's outlook on life by, you know, suppressing her, um, her brain cells and um, even potentially killing a baby throughout yeah. birth control. And that's a good, and that's a good point. While it's meant, meant to prevent ovulation, it doesn't always, but it, what it will also do is prevent a fertilized embryo from implanting in the uterus. And that's an abortion yeah. right there. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, and continue. I, I do think that the majority of American women, because I think in one of, and I think it was a World Magazine article, they pointed out that I think 99% of evangelical Christian women do use some form of hormonal birth control or have at some point in their lives. And um, I do think that that comes from a point of ignorance because I don't know if they've done enough study. Maybe they just trusted their doctor to prescribe the right thing for them and their belief system. Um, but then another point that women are using this so much is honestly also from a point of selfishness because mm-hmm. they want to live their life on their terms. They don't want to have, um, you know, a baby kind of, kind of coming in the way and ruining their career mm-hmm. plan. Um, they don't want to be, some of them don't want to get committed to a marriage in order to enjoy, well, the good godly benefits of a good Christian union. Mm-hmm. I mean, our culture has drifted, and I think a lot of it too has to do with the fact that our culture has really drifted far away from the Bible to the point where we're now a post-Christian society, and our culture is so focused on trying to find pleasure and happiness and joy, but is going about it in ways that are very self-serving. And so I think one of the reasons that birth control is such a huge thing and is so touted I think is the way you say that by those on the left is because well it probably like it allows them to almost create a huge problem and make it seem like oh hey look we're doing this look at how how much we're helping but um one article I read I think it was by the Daily Wire pointed out that they lump birth control in with the abortion cause and it allows them to say hey look pro-lifers are also wanting to get rid of your like birth control which i mean birth control is so dangerous i mean and and very much not good for you so i mean that wouldn't be like the worst thing in the world but it it also gives them another ability to twist the pro-life movement i think that's that's true. It, it, so it, it comes back to abortion again. Um, mm-hmm. Wow. It just a lot of this just seems tied together. Um, I'll throw this against the wall and, and you tell me what you think. Maybe it'll stick. Maybe it won't. I began to think when I was in college that it seems like not only that the you know, people in universities, they, they just expect that everybody out there is committing adultery. 
And like that's that isn't maybe necessarily the expectation, but maybe that I, I often felt like that was their desire for everybody at the university or even in high schoolers where not only do we think you probably will, we think you should. And yeah. I've often wondered why would why would that be? And for me, it came down to that if if we can, like you said, Kenna, keep people allow people to pursue this kind of selfish hedonism um, uh, pleasure that they're easier to control. We'll give mm. you this if you do that. I don't I mean, know. You tell me what I you think, think about that. That's kind of <laughs> with a minute to go. That's that's a big statement. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. People, I mean, even chemicals in general, just the, when your brain is altered, I think it just generally makes you easier to control. So, I, I mean, I do think that could have to do with it. Yeah, that and with women being on birth control, I mean, that they're easier to control because, well, there's difference. You know, you're kind of having, like we said before the break, a whole different personality come out because that's what birth control does with your hormones. But it also affects men in the sense that they don't have to get married and um, protect a family. So they're not thinking, sometimes they're not thinking logically about, well, different things that go on in society. Like if they had a family to protect, well, they would be thinking more decisions through, if that makes mm -hmm. any sense. Yeah. Which... Real quick, Which we got it. We got to wrap it up. Okay, I was well really fast. What, what it makes me think too that it goes back then to the destruction of the nuclear family. Oh boy! Because yep. it takes away, you know, sex from marriage and children from, you know, the act that brings them about, and it just it it continues into that destruction of nuclear family because then people aren't really getting married, which is actually a huge problem. And if you destroy the family, you, know, you in the end destroy the church. Yep. That that's how it works. And, and then um, you destroy the church, you destroy the nation. And oh my goodness. Well <laughs> so it took us a while, but we got to the crux of the matter. Thank you so much, Kenna and Jenna, for joining us today. As you as I think you said, ninety nine percent of evangelical women have at some point taken a hormonal birth control pill, so I may have stepped on a landmine this morning. Uh, but I think there's a lot of truth out there. And 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 I've read more about this lately than I've ever known in my life. And and I'm thinking, why, why isn't this information out there? So yeah. um, I think that's important for us to do. And, uh, well, anyway, thank you so much, ladies. Have a great weekend. You as well, too. Yeah, I will. Yeah. We'll talk thank to you next you. week. Thank you so much for listening to this edition of Self-Evident. For more information about the Good Word program, check out the link in our description. Until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And remember the words of Pope John Paul II. As the family goes, so goes the nation, and so goes the whole world in which we live. This is self-evident.